So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. How are you doing? I wish I could hear you right now, actually. I wish you could actually respond to that when I say, how are you? Because I would love to actually know. Look, I'm so grateful that you're here, that you're listening, that you're caring enough about yourself and your business uh, to be to be learning. Um, I think that alone like means the world to me. You guys, the entire purpose of this podcast is to help you grow. Sometimes we help you grow your personal life. Uh, a lot of times we help you grow your business and that's what we're going to be doing today. And I imagine there's going to be a lot of crossover there. Uh, in today's episode, we're actually going to be talking really like this is one of, those, one of those episodes that's very photography centric because we're looking at like a winner. We're just like, this is like a case study. Let's go that route. This is going to be like a case study of a photographer who's gone out and they've hustled and they've made magic happen. And, and I kind of want to reverse engineer that with Jessica Hill. That's who we have today. We've got Jessica Hill. Uh, she, look, this is what I got excited about. Uh, Jessica had a BFA uh, in photography from the University of Michigan. Uh, by the way, uh, I have a BFA as well. Although hers was in photography, mine was in oil painting. But I digress. Uh, she was named uh, Portland, Oregon's, um, let's see, the Oregon Best Bride Portland Photographer of 2015. You guys, she's been shooting weddings for 16 years. She's got three different photography studios. Jessica Hill Photography her associate studio, Lovely Day, and then her boudoir studio, Peekaboo Portland, which is like the best darn name ever, Peekaboo Portland for boudoir. I love it. You guys, welcome, Jessica Hill. Jess, how are you? Oh my gosh, Ben. Thank you so much for that amazing intro. I am so good, and thank you so much for having me on the show today. Yeah. Okay, Jess. Uh, so BFA, um, for those of you who don't know, Bachelor of Fine Arts, did you ever do any like drawing, painting? This is entirely self-serving. I'm just curious uh, oh, yeah, totally. as a fellow BFA individual over here. Definitely. I mean, I started doing watercolor when I was probably 10 years old and I always had basically a huge love for the arts and always knew that that's something that I wanted to do. It really wasn't until college that I decided that I really wanted to pursue photography. Love it. Did, um, do you still do anything, um, more like tactile, uh, in terms of creation, any, any drawing painting? 
Oh my gosh. I sketch sometimes, but other than that, um, mostly just photography at this point, but it is one of those, um, bucket list items is to get back into creation for creation's sake. And, uh, outside of the photography spectrum, obviously. Um, but yeah, get back. I actually have a printmaking um, background, so I would love to go nice. back into printmaking. Yeah. Nice. That was, so I started doing some printmaking and I was like, F this noise. Like I did, I don't know what it was about <laughs> printmaking. I just like tapped out. I waved white flag. I, I was either, I felt like printmaking was like, it was this half measure. It was it was it wasn't quite oil painting and it wasn't quite photography. It was like this blur right in between the two. And I'm like, look, I'm either going one end of the spectrum or the other. I'm either going to be like a, a straight up old school like old master figure painter, or I'm going to go like you know photography. And so um, I started a screen printing class and then I dropped it. It was like the only class in college that I ever dropped. Um, so, but but that's kind of sorry. But we need but we need screen printing. Like let's uh, let's try. I, I want to hear from you. 16 years of photography, and now look at you. Like with all three of these brands, like like how old? Like you were you 12 when you started? Goodness, <laughs> I was like 19, I think. So yeah, I started photographing weddings when I was uh, still going to University of Michigan, actually for wedding photography, and I was also side hustling as a fine dining server. So I was actually yeah, cracking pepper over the plate of a guest and they had a Leica M6 on the table and I commented. And then he said, I own my own wedding photography studio and I'm looking for assistant wedding photographers. Is that something you'd be interested in? And that was probably in 2001, 2002. Yeah. So long, long time. Yeah. I love it. So then you said yes, and you stepped up to the plate and started shooting under somebody else's brand. Is that correct? I did. Yes. I started shooting under uh, special moments photography out of basically Ann Arbor, Plymouth, Michigan area. And then um, after that, decided to move to Alaska because I was offered a job with Chugach Peaks Photography, which is another studio. So I was actually working in a lot of different associate brand studios for several years until I started my own company, Jessica Hill Photography, about 10 years ago in Portland. That's awesome. And I really want to focus on that for a little bit. You know, we've had a lot of photographers on the show and we talk a lot about, you know, their, their, we'll go solo journey for some of them. It's like husband and wife team where they've got like, you know, their couple, uh, thing going, but I really want to, um, touch base on like, um, lovely day photography, your associate brand and, and kind of how that came about, because you've got really interesting insight where you were an associate photographer. What were some of the things that you learned in those early years as an associate photographer that have not left you today? Wow. That's such a good question. Um, wow. Definitely. Um, as an associate shooter, you're looking for guidance from, from your boss, basically from the owner of the studio in what they envision for their brand. So I always give a workshop every year for the studio. And we talk about basically the P's and Q's of the weddings. Even if you've shot for years, we still do a refresher course on, Hey, what's, what are the, you know, what's the etiquette around the buffet line? What should I say to the bride as soon as I show up the morning of the wedding? How do I say goodbye to a bride if she's on the dance floor? Um, just, things like that. So mm -hmm. I provide that, which I was provided 
um, I provide that for my team now. And I really valued that then. So I, I hope to give that on. I love that. By the way, you said the P's and the Q's. I may be a little daft. What, what, what are the P, what is the P's and the Q's? I'm used to the Q's and the A's. Oh, P's and Q's is please and thank, uh, please and thank, please and thank yous. Yeah. I think it, it's a, it's a abbreviation, but maybe I'm totally wrong on that. I, I don't you know. What? I'm going to choose to believe you. Part of me is calling BS, but I'm going to choose to believe you. <laughs> no, like, I'm sure you're right. I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm like the worst at like sayings or like anecdotes or abbreviations. Like I just kind of combine everything together into different, uh, different things. And so I, I much more trust you over me. It's the P's and the Q's. I love it. Um, I just Googled it. I just Googled it. It means mind your manners, mind your manners. I love it. Okay. So you manners, um, let's talk about at what point did you leave as an associate photographer to go do your own thing? Because I imagine we have listeners who, um, maybe they're photographers, maybe they're not, maybe you're actually a graphic designer working, uh, and, and, and look, you're not being contracted, maybe necessarily, maybe you're working full time at a, at a studio and you'd love to go off and set on your own path and start your own thing. Maybe you are being contracted as a, as a graphic designer, as a web designer, as a, as a social media, you know, um, uh, like analysis, whatever it may be or potentially you're just an associate wedding photographer. What did that look like when you chose to pivot, to make the big leap? I love that question because I get that question a lot. So essentially I moved to Alaska and I photographed for two Gatch peaks, just obviously part-time there shooting for one full year. Um, I believe it was from uh, August to August. And that was in 2000, six to 2007. And I also had to supplement my income in another way. So I got a desk job as an, basically an, a stock photography sales rep. So I was selling stock photography at a cubicle Monday through Friday, nine to five. And at that point, before that job, I had only really been in the restaurant world, doing the restaurant hustle, as well as going to college and shooting weddings on the side. So this was my first real quote unquote, like real job, if you will. And I hated it (laughs) just for, for lack of a better description, being, um, slave to a desk Monday through Friday, nine to five was just not in my genetic makeup. I just couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around it. I was I was pretty miserable. And so I just really started studying the way that the studio ran that I was working for at the time. So then I was also um I went to WPPI actually when it in that year. Um I started learning and hustling and um reading about business from like say Seth Godin, um Malcolm Gladwell, Timothy Ferris, like reading all those amazing business books, just basically teaching myself wedding photography, the business side of it. Cause at that point I had already shot so many weddings. I was really trying to pivot while I was working as an account executive for the stock photography company. So I basically, it was, it was a, it happened organically, but it also happened because I knew that I wouldn't be happy if I didn't have my own freedom. Yeah. So you didn't leave an existing photography studio and directly go start your own. Um, well, I moved out of Alaska. It, 
it was a beautiful place, but it wasn't for me. But that is what really essentially brought me to Portland because I fell in love with the Pacific Northwest and Pacific Northwest weddings, which are quite different than say East coast or Midwest weddings. Um, just so much, so much nature is involved that it really truly made me fall in love with weddings in Alaska. So I moved to Portland in 2007. So I started my company in Portland then, as well as um, side hustled with waiting tables as well. So then after about six months of waiting tables, only about, well, maybe eight months, yeah, less than a year, I was able to quit that job and just do weddings. And I've been full-time ever since. Nice. So for the for the individual who's listening and they're currently in the secure day job, and they're building it up. They've got the side hustle going. Um, at what point? At what point do they take the leap? I think that is definitely a really good question to have with yourself, with your confidence, with your abilities, and with your drive. I think that you quit that nine to five cushy, you know, forty hour a week job to start a basically an 80 to 100 hour a week job. So you really have to love it. It's not less time. It's more heart and more passion. Um, and then you also have that amazing freedom of being able to work whenever you want to, but it doesn't mean less work. So that's something that I feel like you definitely need to prepare for and you need to be confident about. So once you hit a specific amount of weddings, for instance, or if you feel like, you know, man, I've got this and I have done my budget for the year and I I can actually live off this as an income, I say jump and the net will appear. Jump and then what will appear? The net. The net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you feel like that's what you did or was it pretty, was it pretty, like, was the net pretty well woven by that point? Oh no, I had no idea. I was totally taking a risk. Um, it was a new city. I had been living in Portland for less than a year at that point and just hustling so hard. Um, as soon as I got here, going to every single networking event that I could possibly get into, meeting as many wedding vendors in the Portland industry, as well as other Portland wedding photographers, um, doing Let's bridal shows. Let's talk that for a second. Do you have any advice for like, um, going to a new city, new location and stepping into the scene, right? Like stepping in, in this world, you know, the wedding scene with wedding vendors and other photographers, do you have any advice for navigating that or, or to, to be able to step into that with the right, like the best foot forward type of thing? Um, was that challenging? Um, since I was so passionate about it, it wasn't for me, especially because I, I'm kind of an extroverted introvert. So I can really, I love being around people and connecting and, and talking about the industry and weddings. I mean, the other thing that I always recommend is not necessarily talking about weddings. I've met some of my absolute best friends through the wedding industry And it's not like we talk about weddings every time we communicate. So, you know, going into new networking situations and meeting other vendors, not just saying, oh, so how many weddings do you have this year or how's your season? But instead like, oh, hey, do you have any kids or what, uh, what's your, what are you looking forward to the most? Are you guys able to go on a vacation? Taking the conversation out of the wedding industry, I feel like really connects you as well as not only a professional, but also someone who's considered 
friendly. Yeah. I love that advice. Did you find it was hard with competition, like with direct other photographers? I've just, look, I've gotten a lot of messages. I've heard it on the Facebook groups, like, you know, I'm brand new to an area and I just find it very clicky or I find it very challenging to network with other photographers without them feeling like I'm trying to step in on their turf. Have you, did you encounter that at all or, or was it different for you? Um, I feel like I did hit Portland when I started my company here in 2007 at a really great time. I think that the Portland landscape has changed so, 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 so much over the last 10 years. So I don't know what it would be like to come into Portland right now. I can't imagine easy. But back then it wasn't either because you have your like legacy photographers that have been shooting in Portland for say, you know, 15 years. And then all of a sudden I'm this like new young chick coming in and, you know, um, taking, taking clients. Uh, I did feel some of that. And essentially I just had to believe in myself and know that I was welcomed into the market, even though I felt like by some, I wasn't just basically knowing that I was able to provide a really good service and there's enough weddings to go around. Yeah. I totally agree. And the reality is this, like you're always going to piss somebody off. Like yeah. you're never going to be cheap enough. There's always someone who's going to be cheaper than you. You're never going to be like always liked. Someone's always not going to like you and, um, and being okay with that. Uh, and it's not easy, but, um, it's something that I, I even just being a podcast host, like, the, you know, putting yourself out there. Um, even for you, Jess coming on this podcast, like I'm sure when you start to step out there and put yourself, uh, kind of in the light a little bit, you, there's, there's a lot of love to be given, but you always have those people who are just never, um, they always have got something to say. And so we might as well give them something like really big to say, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we might as well give them like a, a real hoot, uh, to talk about behind your back <laughs> rather than something boring. Totally. I feel like the more successful you get, the more haters are going to hate like, and that's, but you know what, it's going to, it's going to end up tipping the scales the opposite way. Cause you're going to help and inspire so many more than then that might, um, you know, have their feathers ruffled for instance. I love it. Dude, the day that I got, I got an email, um, it was uh, about two years ago that just simply said this, eat a bag of dicks, Ben Hartley. Oh <laughs> and gosh. that was the day that I knew I had made it. Like that was the day that I was like, <laughs> I have arrived. <laughs> like I must be doing something good. In the oh world. my like, gosh. I must be doing something right because someone felt so compelled to literally <laughs> email me that. I should actually go look that back up and see who it was. Um, no oh joke either. That was a real email. It was, oh uh, my gosh. Podcast listeners, I apologize for interrupting the interview, but I just, I have to give a shout out to two big supporters of the industry, two big supporters of the SFP podcast. And so I'm going to be brief here. The first is the Giphy booth. All right. So here's the deal. Uh, it is essentially a photo booth, but it is a modern, fresh, uh, new take on a photo booth. It makes animated GIFs and photographs. Now here's the deal. I'm a working wedding photographer. I am not a photo booth owner. And I want you guys to understand this. This is perfect. If you are a photographer first, out shooting events, uh, portraiture, that type of thing, this booth is amazing because it requires so little work. Like I've, I've had other photo booths. I still own another photo booth, but the Giphy booth is the thing that I love because I just get to set it up in under five minutes. It, it's like a, the size of like a laptop bag, essentially. Um, it automates everything once you're done with an event. Uh, it's such an easy upsell. And one of the great things about it is 
because it takes so little overhead to actually run uh, an event that I essentially get to pass that savings on to my client. And so I can I can charge less for it, do more events and remain so much more stress free. It also has like built in marketing tools. You guys just need to check it out. It is called the Giphy Booth. Go check it out at Giphy.com, G-I-F. YYY.com, three Y's, G-I-F-Y-Y-Y.com. By the way, use the coupon code SFP2017 for some dope discounts. Maybe just mention my name, dude. You know, Ben Hartley, SFP2017 uh, is the code uh, to go check this thing out. I own one and I promise you I'm buying another this year as well. Next up on my thank you list is Freedom Edits. You guys, look, the end of the day, you can't grow your business if you are doing everything. It's just a, it's a fact that we all have to face. And to have somebody who's doing the bulk editing, by the way, when I say bulk editing, like I get to still, you get to still choose to edit the photographs that you want to edit, the beautiful portfolio shots, the stunning bridal portraits, whatever it is that you get excited about, please keep editing that. But all of the bulk stuff that slowly kills your soul please go check out Freedom Edits and have them take care of it because they're going to give you consistent results with personal touch. This is the thing. It's the personal touch. Like the intentional decisions that that uh, Freedom Edits, by the way, in-house editors, not like outsourced, in-house editors make, I freaking love because they're actually making intentional creative decisions and not just doing these like robotic choices where you get images back and you're like, why did they expose for that? They like, like any normal creative would have understood that there was an off-camera flash and, and done this right. Freedom Edits will do it right, you guys. I freaking love them. Go check out Freedom Edits. By the way, uh, it's freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. That's where you need to go. Freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free, you guys. Again, just mention my name, Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free. Like, Do you want to save a couple days this week? Then go do this right now. Freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. All right, let's get back to the show. So you started Jessica Hill Photography. Was this just your own personal brand then at this point? It was, did you yes. go right into the associate? No, I didn't start the associate in, until about three years ago. So um, yeah, it was just Jessica Hill Photography. And I'm still kicking Jessica Hill Photography. And it's just the company that I started and shoot for. And then I also started a lovely day photography where I have four associate shooters that shoot for that company. Awesome. So this is where I want to focus our conversation today. At what point, I mean, like there's so many, there's so many directions to go with this, but at what point was Jessica photography not enough for you that you were like, you know what I need to do? I need to start another photography studio. (laughs) (laughs) Like at what point did that make sense? Um, well, uh, probably when I met my husband and we decided to get married and start a family, realizing that I didn't want to have to photograph weddings every single weekend in the summer as he works full time. And then, you know, kiddos end up in school uh, Monday through Friday. So I would be missing out on all of the precious time that I can spend with my family. Yeah. And so I have a two-year-old and um, basically I started Lovely Day uh, like a little bit before deciding to get pregnant. Yeah. So then, um, 
what did that pivot look like? I mean, did you already have just such an influx of, of leads that you were able to kind of move them over or like, what did, let's go practical for a second, Jess. That's what I want to talk about. Let's go practical. So how many weddings were you shooting with Jessica photography prior to lovely day? Probably like 35 a year. Love it. So then, um, you were turning away weddings. What was it like when you decided to open those doors for lovely day? Uh, was it crickets or did it, did the flip switch and, and things just went, what did you have to do? It's interesting because I started lovely day because I saw like an influx of weddings that are really unique to Portland, like, you know, backyard weddings with, you know, kegs and a friend with a guitar and everybody's barefoot. And, um, you know, Jessica Hill photography, I had at that point priced myself out of that wedding demographic necessarily. So I basically saw this awesome opportunity for a studio to be somewhat affordable and um, easy and uh, basically simple. So simple, easy weddings that are affordable and beautiful. So that's what I started Lovely Day for. I love it. What have been some of the unique challenges that have arisen? Um, definitely managing a team has been something that I've never had to do before because it's always been just me. And then I've, you know, had studio managers throughout the years, but when you're managing four photographers and, you know, telling them all where to go into separate places on a Saturday in summer and then what to wear, you know, um, wait, what were the brides and grooms names again? You know, things like that. So all the systems really have to be in place before you start a studio. Yeah. Um, how did you find photographers? That's a great question. Um, I basically had already had them because I had, I had been shooting in Portland at that point for like seven years. So I'd already met so many other photographers who, basically were super talented, but might've had a Monday through Friday, nine to five job and just definitely didn't want to take the leap to starting their own brands. Um, or photographers that I, I had trained from their first weddings, for instance, up until, you know, they had been shooting say 50 to a hundred weddings with me at that point. And it was like the natural progression. Yeah. Um, what is it like, what do you feel like it takes to actually run a, uh, an associate studio? Cause I actually believe like it's, it's probably the wrong move for most photographers. It, and this is, um, after, so, so let's kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. So style story is different in that we're not an associate studio where we have five full-time photographers here, but we're all full-time like, like we, we are style and story. Um, there's no price difference. They're not contracted. It's like, this is us. Um, but we are messing around with doing some more associate stuff. Um, and so, you know, nevertheless, the fact that there's five of us, the question gets brought up all the time, um, from other photographers wanting guidance on, you know, going that route of an associate brand. And I kind of look at what's going on, um, under the hood a little bit. And I, and I more often than not, I'm like, this might not be the right move for you. Um, and I'm curious, you know, from you, Jess, what do you feel like, um, what do you feel like are like the qualifying factors for starting an associate studio? What does it require of you as an owner? Um, like what are the unique characteristics? Um, I, 
I think having your systems in place, being able to easily have your clients sign contracts and pay online, for instance, um, having really good contracts in place that um, you've hopefully hired a lawyer to create, um, definitely having um, subcontractor agreements, I think is extremely important with your shooters so everyone's on the same page at the beginning and definitely having actually going i apologize for interrupting but i'm like oh i want to talk about that what are some of the tools that you're using practically like just like tools software that you're using to stay organized like you brought up um get clients to sign contracts and collect payments how are you how are you doing that um i have been using shoot queue for probably like nine years and i still am using shoot queue um so shoot queue is a great system it gets you from point a to point b and their new uh rebrand is looking really fresh as well so yeah i've been using shoot queue i also use asana which is a yep yeah it's a workflow so i use the asana for a workflow in the studio for us to know where we're at with each client job. I also use Google Docs. So Google Docs is how we get information from um, the studio to each photographer regarding, you know, um, the questionnaire with the shot list, the arrival time, departure time, venues, directions, all that good stuff. Um, Yeah. Love it. That's awesome. So then uh, you were talking about the next thing that I was like, oh, I want to ask her about this. By the way, I'm loving just like rattling off these questions for you. I just think it's probably the best like value that we can give other people who are listening. Can I ask you this? You you talked about like subcontractor agreements. Has yes. there been anything that has bit you in the tush that you were like, I now like this, like, I feel like there's got to be a story or two, or have you always had everything covered? Oh, no. (laughs) There's definitely been stories about, um, you know, photographers who have shot um, under me and I've taught them like the basics of shooting weddings. And they're like, oh, I never want to shoot weddings. Like it's not something I'm interested in. And then we're competing against each other for um, a wedding less than a year later, you know, for sure that has happened. Um, But that's going to happen and people are going to start their own companies. And I always encourage that. Um, I would say that it's really just more for both the subcontractor and the studio owner to be on the same page. So you kind of know what you're getting into. For instance, I've heard horror stories from people who are like, oh, they shot with me for 10 years. I could never imagine them taking all of the photos they ever shot for my studio company and starting their own company, taking clients with them, you know, et cetera. So basically... As long as you have trust in each other and the subcontractors on the same page from the beginning, I feel like contracts are a win-win on both sides. Yeah. Awesome. Do you, um, is there, is there anything that you'd love to recommend as someone's looking to start working with a subcontractor, um, and, and kind of branching out in that way? Do you have any things you're like, definitely pay attention to this? Um, cause this is where it can get muddy real quick. Um, I would probably say like before you start a full studio, just do it on one or two weddings, you know, um, say, you know, it just happened organically for me where I, um, was unavailable to shoot a previous client's sister's wedding. And the sister was like, well, I don't want to go with anyone else. Like, can I have your second shooter who shot the wet wedding with 
with you on my older sister's wedding. And I was like, oh, okay. They're asking for this person. Never really done this before, but yeah, it feels right. Sure. I totally trust this person enough to, to slay and get awesome photos. So yeah, here you go. And the clients were happy. Um, I made a little extra profit. That shooter got the um, amazing opportunity to shoot as a primary, as well as, you know, a bump in income. So I think testing it out on a couple weddings a year before, say, starting a whole, you know, huge studio shebang is a really great idea. Yeah. I love it. Um, let's keep going. So then are you doing, like, I know that you are a believer in print, that you're a believer in the power of print and the importance of actually, um, of using that. Is this something that, you know, you're doing in regards to your associate brand as in like IPS, are you doing like in-person sales with albums and print for all of your lovely day wedding? That's such a good question. And as much as I would love to offer that we're not at this point, um, that's, that's, in my opinion, like the creme de la creme of customer service is bringing the clients in several times and, you know, having that in-person meeting where you show them their images. That is something that I do for all of my Jessica Hill photography clients. And then I provide that service, um, because, um, the studio is more of a simple, um, basically shoot and burn type of studio. Um, we don't offer that right now. We're kind of starting to get into it with engagement shoots. We've done a couple this year, um, but not fully. It would be something that ideally in the long run, I would love to offer though. Sure. But I think you're aware of it. Like, like I think, um, do you, do you do it with Jessica Hill photography? Yes. All of them. Yes. yes. So here's what I want to acknowledge. You know, the game that you're playing it and you're playing it. Like, I think that yeah, IPS isn't necessarily the solution for this type of thing. Um, yeah, that you recognize that what you're doing with the margins that you're playing with the, the degree of weddings that it is, uh, with the service that you're going to provide for the price point that you're going to provide it at, it's going to be this. And so, um, I think, I think that's actually really important that, you know, I know there's a lot out there, even myself who talk a lot about IPS, a lot about in-person sales, a lot about print. And while I am a firm believer in it, I also am a firm believer in, at least being aware of why you're doing what you're doing um, and, and having it make sense as an overall strategy. Definitely. Yeah, me too. So that's it. I'm just getting you back. That's it. <laughs> this is so fun. Okay. Um, just like, I, I know I already asked this a little bit, but I feel like I didn't quite get, I feel like I didn't quite get, get it. I, I, I know that this is hard. Like on top of it, you're at Peekaboo Portland. Like you've got so much going on. And I, I, I want to poke a little bit more here because this is really freaking hard. Like, I guess right now I feel like if you're listening, you're probably thinking, yes, I should just go, I should start also an associate brand on top of my personal brand. Like I should go work with other photographers and contract them because I can make more money. And all we see in our brain is this cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Like I could outsource this stuff. I could go mass production on it um, and do shoot and burn. I don't even need to do IPS. And, and we're making it sound really easy right now. And I don't know if this is true for you, but I freaking know it's hard. Like, is it hard? It's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, I have a, I have a studio manager and her name's Amanda and she's amazing. And I wouldn't be able to run a lovely day without her. So that is incredibly important too, where I'm not emailing the, um, associate brand clients 
Amanda is doing all of that. Amanda is creating the blog posts. Um, Amanda is meeting with the clients in person for their first client meeting in the studio. Um, so I do have incredible help that I trust in. I would not be able to do it all myself. Um, I do um, that all for Jessica Hill photography, but I only take a limited amount of weddings per year. So I've, I've set it up pretty well so I can juggle everything. I love it. So as much as like the photography, the photographers grow and that aspect grows, like everything has to grow exponentially with it. Like, like the office manager and, and, and client experience portion also has to grow and someone has to take that on. Let's talk marketing. I mean, like, I feel like most photographers struggle with getting 20 bookings a year, let alone you doing, I mean, how many are you doing with lovely day? Um, this year we are at 20 right now, but next year our goal is to hit 50. So, um, but our first year, I think we had six and this is only our third season. So I feel like we're doing really well. I'm really proud of our team and where we're at. Nice. Um, what are some of the things that you're doing to fill that pipeline? So that's kind of one of the reasons that I started a lovely day is to start a new company because I actually love branding. I love it. I think it's so fun creating a new, uh, a new logo, a new brand identity. So lovely days, extremely whimsical, fun, simple, easy, intimate. Um, what I do to really spur that brand on is a big bridal show or two every year. Um, we also do a lot of Instagramming, continually blogging. I think blogging is something that's often forgot about right now in this Instagram heavy photography world, but blogging is really important because it gets you that good juicy SEO on Google and, you know, um, putting all those great hyperlinks in there out to the other wedding vendors. We're doing styled shoots, uh, with, with lovely day. So things like that, that are just basically generating buzz. I love it. Why not just push everything to Jessica Hill and then siphon down? Um, because I'm intentionally wanting to shoot less. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. That makes sense. Um, Jess, this has been really fun. Look, I, there's like so many directions that we could continue to take this conversation and there's so many more ways that we could narrow down and focus up. But I guess at some point, uh, we've, we've got to pull the plug. Jess, where can people go and take a look at your work? Jessica Hill, where can they find Lily Day? Look, where can they go? Just find you online, give you a follow, hit you up. Um, well, I'm, I'm on Instagram probably more than I should be. Um, you can hit me up at, uh, Jessica Hill photo on Instagram for my personal photography, a lovely day photo for the associate brand studio and then peekaboo Portland for the boudoir stuff. And I shoot all of the boudoir stuff, which is really fun and fills in for the, um, for the winter slug. So yeah, that's basically Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook at the Jessica Hill. Love it. That's awesome. Jess, this has been really great. I appreciate you. Look, this is a lot of knowledge that like, I feel like most people don't want to talk about. Uh, they're super protective of even more so than personal brand stuff. And so I just appreciate you, um, wanting to help other photographers grow and, and kind of put this information out there. And so I wish you the best of lovely day. I know you're going to kill it. You're going to hit that 50 next year. I'm going to watch you do it. Uh, and I'm just excited for that. 
Thank you so much, Ben. Um, it's been a joy to be on this awesome podcast. And thank you so much for all you do and all you inspire for other photographers. Yeah. Thanks, yes. girl. Yeah. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, uh, podcasters. Like I having a conversation like this with Jessica, I need you guys to just take note of how special this is to have a photographer who's running a, a just a stunning associate brand on top of their personal brand. There's so much uh, to be learned from this, and I really hope that you took some nuggets away. You guys, I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode that like, I want to hear from you. I love that you're listening to me right now, but I would love to hear from you. I've been doing some really exciting stuff over on YouTube and I would love for you guys to head on over there, subscribe, ring the bell, but more than anything, leave me a comment. I've got a vlog going on that like uh, 40 hours a week. I've got a videographer following around and filming everything that's going on behind the scenes. That's down story, the photography studio here behind the scenes uh, with my coaching uh, and mentoring the podcast. And I'd love to bring you guys in because I think there's a ton of value and I'd love to say hi. And so if you could head on over there, like subscribe and then, and then leave a comment, you know, I'm going to read it and you know, I'm going to reply back. Thank you so, so much for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of the SFP podcast. 